Popper to the People is brought to you by MTG Madness. You can visit them online at mtgmadness.com. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> so how's the Braves week, man? Pretty good. A little bit busy, but not bad. Yeah, yeah I guess. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Just... I got pictures of it on Twitter. Do you guys see the pictures <laughs> of it on Twitter? Uh, uh, what what pretty, pictures? It pretty, pretty good. Sounds yeah, terrible. I'll get to you guys in the show notes. Uh, it was awful, is it, man. Is it, 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 <laughs> it's got more colors than the rainbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yes, I did that once yeah, like, when like, I was a kid. Link in the Skype chat. It's linked in the Skype chat. Okay, Pretty this sweet. is gonna be glorious. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's almost as nearly as messed up as what my ankles look like on a, a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, man, I stubbed it on a baby gate. It's pretty awesome. Oh. Friggin' baby, ah. darn babies. How I know they're supposed to be health? safe, but yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how how what have you done this week, uh, Peter? Me? Yeah. Uh, did some home brewing for the uh, paper popper stuff. Uh, was looking to try to design a standard popper deck for MGGO and get that stuff rolling around again because yeah. I want to get hopefully Heck do a standard yeah. deck for the next month. Because that's another thing I was going to ask you is what decks I got submitted and hopefully go from there. But uh. And other than that, doing a little okay. bit of work on the side, too, for something else. Okay. All right, so I got disconnected. That's pretty sweet. Did he? Yeah, I did. Uh. Oh, Skype. <laughs> Such a cruel mistress. Yeah, so... Uh, what do you yeah. do, Chris? It's like I was saying, I did one of those Family Guy-like things. Ah. <sighs> one of those Family stuff my toe, like the, the deep breathing, and like the... Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. You look it pretty hard, it seems. <laughs> well, I can relate my story of the week. It was a, uh, you know, normal week, doing my thing, standard popper. Then Friday, work, and uh, I'm on a call, and they say, Hey, Brennan, our California office got a bunch of stuff that's broke. Can you go fix it? When? <laughs> How about Monday? Oh, great. That sounds awesome. So I had to get on the first flight up here um, to fix everything here, but uh, that's fine. It's just uh, the missus wasn't too happy because uh, my daughter's orchestra concert is tomorrow. I will not be back in time yeah. for that. So, you know, <laughs> that's uh, good times at the at the Rankin house. Yeah. Now what have I been up to? What have I been up to? I uh, I started buying and selling cards on eBay. Oh really? Yeah, and I've been sending about four, what, four to five packages every day. Wow. 
Are you doing yeah. individual cards or are you doing bulk? Just selling individual cards. Okay. I, I, I actually buy bulk off of eBay. Go through them. Pick out the good stuff. Yeah. Sell those. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my, my jam. <clears throat> yeah. There he is. So it's a good thing that you're recording this tonight, Nate, because, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so I've been, I've been sending out a lot of cards. I like, like I said, four to five packages a day. Um, and all that, and making pretty, pretty decent money on it. I mean, I've, I'm not losing any money. I'm definitely gaining money. But my my whole purpose behind this isn't actually to, like, earn any big business other than to feed my own addiction. Right. I and I have my addiction pay for itself. It's going to be awesome. It already has. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so, you talking about you're doing your store that you're doing. Yeah. You're- yeah, it, it's 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 cool. been it's working. Like I said, I've been like I told them I'm putting what four four packages out a day. So nice. yeah, buying cards that I need for my EDH decks because I can find them super cheap. Which nice. gonna take off. If, send me a. P- send you what? Say if you could send me a, like a standard deck to PTQ with, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> no big like no big charge or anything. Just if you have the time, you know, put one of those together. Yeah. Send it on this way. I would be I would just love that. Thanks, buddy. But yeah. I think I'm doing pretty good cuz I've already got a I've already got a gold star rating in a short amount of time and 100% uh feedback, so. Nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was going to start up a store, right, just with the uh, Moto winnings and just cash in stats occasionally. Yeah. And make sell those over eBay like the full set. And like, then look at all the fees and everything. It's like, there's I don't know how these people make money. Like between the eBay fees and then like the tax and the yeah. shipping. Like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, you got, I think there's two levels of it. There's like the official store level, and then there's the private person level. And I'm never gonna I, I'm I'm never gonna I'm gonna make sure I never get to that point. So, yeah. <laughs> so. That is cool. I sold, um, so I bought a Mind Seize Commander deck at Target for $30. Yeah. And I sold it on TCG Player for 50 Yeah. But after the fees, mm-hmm. I, ha- I got $43 deposited in my bank account. And, yeah. you know, so, like, TCG Player took off, like, seven, $7 right there or something like that. Six right. seven dollars. Yeah. And then also I had to pay for shipping, which was another 6 or $7. So, so like, at the like end, I made, two, I made like, $5. Yeah. Yeah. I made like five dollars. I'm flipping a. Well, on a, I'm flipping. Yeah, what a, one of my really one of my really good buys I made was there is some guy doing buy it now for a play set of Xenagosses for thirty one bucks. Yeah, and it's good. a fifteen dollar card for that's one of them. Say. It's a fifteen dollar card for one of them. Nice. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not even. I'm not even because I looked it up on. I looked it up. And I'm like, yep, this is a $15 card, and you're selling a play set for $31. Guess what? I'm buying it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then flip it and make 60 and then double my money. <laughs> so apparently nice. apparently he didn't realize that that the card was worth that much when he did that. So. If only well, he had the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you had to have it to post that. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> But I think if that's just I think that's my background because I used to work at the dugout. So it, for, like for me, this isn't new. I've been doing this for a while. I worked at right. the dugout for four years buying buying magic cards all the time. So I know what to look for and I know how to buy. 
That's kind of so, cool. But hey, uh, did you ever do that? Hmm? What is it? That uh, Mox tournament for that? Uh, I wanted to. It was this weekend, and I wanted to go, but the roads were bad down here. Minnesota. Yeah, we got hit. We got hit with a blizzard, and the roads were really, really bad. And I thought really hard about that eight hundred dollar prize, and then <laughs> thought really, really hard about caring whether or not if I lived. <laughs> and ultimately, my life, the li- surviving was more important than eight hundred dollars. So, the things you're supposed you're supposed to do these kinds of things for Popper Nate. <laughs> I know. Stand. I really wanted this to go. Much the game means to you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I did? I broke my toe, and then I played in a premiere event the next day. Oh, okay. that, that that's commitment, Chris. Exactly. <laughs> Straight up commitment. <laughs> Me and that toe had a bandage and everything. <laughs> yeah. Man. No, I just the roads were really, really bad, and I'm like, um, no, I'm not driving an hour away from home and risking it. Nah, that's cool. It's understandable. It's just a mock, you know. Yeah. No big deal. My biggest grievance with that entire tournament was uh, the fact that it's a paper popper tournament, but we weren't allowed to use the paper popper cards. You know, you're always whining about that, Peter. What's that? It's you get so many more decks out of the thing. It's I can't use Sinkhole. I can't use him Turok. But with an $800 prize, things like Hem Turok and stuff like that can really discourage the discourage uh, people from showing up because it's it's kind of overpowering. Yeah, apparently uh, Cloud of Fairies is discouraging people from playing Popper or something. I don't know. <laughs> there was a little Twitter debate about Cloud of Fairies earlier today. Was there? Yeah. <laughs> I asked that turn. I don't know. It wasn't like a huge debate or anything. I chose to remove myself from the conversation. You know, I'm, I'm obviously a little bit biased on... I don't think they should ban Cloud of Fairies, but, you know... Are they thinking about it? No, no. There's been no real serious conversation about it. It's just like... It seems like that's the obvious target to everyone, that what the next card should be. Yeah. You know, if if it were to happen. And... I think Delver would be the first thing. Right. That's, you that's know... exactly that's, what I was thinking. I don't know. That's, that's that way too long. needs to get banned right now in the meta. No, nothing needs to get banned. It's if fine. Anything, it's safe enough for maybe contemplate unbanning one at most, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah man, unban the unban empty. That's what I say. I wouldn't say unban empty. If any of the two are going to get unbanned, I would say probably grape shop before empty. Or no, take that back. Maybe empty because there's more answers to empty than there are to uh, grape. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. then we'd get fun yeah. with all the storm decks back and. As much as you hate losing to it, I love playing against them. They're fun. Yeah, that's just me. After the orange isn't that bad. You have, there's answers. There's answers in every color to it. Exactly. Like that's not a problem. So that'd be a fun deck to see come back. And we yeah, know we've kind of sung the praise like, hey, we should unban stuff. But that'd be interesting. Yeah. Or just to watch the entire thing go sideways and unban, you know, cranial plating and see what the hell happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, unban cranial plating. Sweet. <laughs> So, I played in a premiere event this weekend. It was yeah. the last premiere event of the weekend. And I played Delver again and got fourth. Yay. Third Ooh. or fourth. I'm not sure. Lost in the semifinals. So, uh, yeah, it was. That's cool. It was pretty nice. I lost in the semifinals to a guy named AAA1978, which brings my record against him to like 0 and 14. I can never, ever beat him in any constructed event. What deck was he playing? Ever. He was playing Delver. Uh, yeah, he he draws infinitely better than I do every single time I play against him. And 
That son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty bad, but Yeah, it was pretty fine. It was fine, you know, got fourth and that's uh it was twelve packs or something like that. There which you go. Pretty nice pretty nice payout. Uh and I played some standards. Mono Black Devotion went three one. Yeah, the daily event. Uh Mono Black Devotion as it turns out is still a ridiculously powerful deck. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just Green Merchant kind of thing. <laughs> Green Merchant is a card. Yes. Although it's way, way better in standard than it is Popper. Yeah. You have Night Veil vale Spectres in uh, Pop in standard. Yeah, Night Veil is ridiculous. And you have lots of other neat things in standard. Yeah. <laughs> neat. Neat things. Like Thought Seeds. Yeah. <laughs> And Mutavault. And, <laughs> oh, Desecration, and Desecration Demon and lots of fun stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to play it. We're, I'm looking forward to hitting the local game shop for modern events next week. So, What day are you playing modern? Grixtwin. Grixtwin. Oh yeah, that's right. You told me about that. Yeah. So. Did you watch the, the Pro Tour this weekend? No, I did not. Uh, Blue, White, Red, Control 1. Took it down. Yeah. Uh, cool. took it down in the finals against Malira Pod. Yeah, Malira Pod's still a thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought that like got canned eventually, huh? No, no, no. Malira the Pod bannings, the ba- the the banning of uh, the timely banning of of Deathrite Shaman really opened up the metagame to a whole bunch of decks again. So <laughs> yeah, and there was a nifty like there's a Blood Moon control deck that was really cool looking, and I don't yeah. like I don't play modern at all, but like, yeah, all that's. All these things are great. Snapchat. Yeah, Zoo back since you know Nakata. Yeah, Naya Zoo. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Zoo made any t- made top eight though. That didn't. Weird. Huh. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if people. I mean, did people have enough time from yeah, the yeah, banning to to test to play? Yeah, it seems. Yeah, risky. I mean, you had a lot. Of, you had a lot of pros like Brian Kilber played uh, Zoo, and uh, there's a few other people played playing Zoo. But the thing was, like everybody was packing Anger of the Gods in their sideboards. Yeah, which just is reads you know destroy target zoo deck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no regeneration. Bad moon's the reason why I'm running three annuls in my sideboard for for modern. So, because uh, <laughs> bad moon is the one thing that hurts my deck because I don't run any non I don't run any basic land in my deck. It's nothing but non basics. Really, I thought yeah. that twin always ran like some amount of islands and mountains for that specific purpose. Yeah, well, he's running three colors, so he doesn't get to. I'm running three colors, so I kind of got to have lots of uh, lots of uh, non-basic dual lands. So I'm I'm just playing a null for that in situation, so I can stop that. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's all right. So, like, yeah. So I'm looking to get into modern and the the PTQ or the Pro Tour. Like, really, sort of. It's nice, man. There's lots of different decks that are viable, and. Yeah. You know, it was taken down by a control deck, you know, with Snapcaster Mages, which that's what really helped with uh, with the banning of Deathrite Shaman was it made Snapcaster Mage actually work really yeah. good. So that's always nice. I watched I watched it all, and he was a uh, pod guy was 2-1 out of 5, you know, starting out of 5. He was 2-1 out of 5, and then the blue white red control guy took the next three in a row, four in a row. Yeah, yeah. Type of yeah, momentum swing. 
No, no, wait. It would have been two in a row. That's right, because best yeah. two would, you only need three. So yeah, he took the next two in a row. That sucks. Oh yeah, the other thing I got to do that I forgot about to say it's I mentioned that. The other thing I got to do this week is actually play try my friend's EDH draft cube. That was awesome. EDH draft cube. Are we getting like ridiculously specific at this point? Yeah. <laughs> so you're 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 drafting a hundred cards? Yes. Yep. It, oh my god. Yes. this is how it works. I'll go over the process really quick. This is how it works. First, he, he has eight five-color generals that are randomized. You randomly he ran, you randomly get one of those. You keep it face down. The five-color general is only there in case the deck you're trying to build, you end up trying to build something and it doesn't work. You're still playing. You still have a five-color general to play all your cards. Mm-hmm. Um, you get three 30-card decks, and you take two cards out of each pack. Packs, as it goes through. <laughs> two, two cards out of each pack as they go through. And my buddy decided to go super expensive. So when you're drafting this cube, you've got all the original dual lands, all the sh- all the original sh- all the all the shock lands, all the fetches. Um, have over over half his cube is nothing but mana fixing stuff, and every single card in it is all the creatures in the cube are legendary. There's not one non-legendary creature in the entire cube. Huh? Yeah. So it makes for a really interesting play because you can't get any stupid combos like dead, dead, um, dead eye navigator, re- stupid uh-huh. stuff, and all that. <clears throat> and every card you draft can be a general because everything's a legendary creature in the cube. Wow! The, this cube he spent well over he spent well over two to four grand. I think two to four grand to build this thing. <laughs> it must be wow. nice to have that much disposable. Huh? Yeah, that's well, yeah, it's crazy too. Like, not only do you have all the Zoolands, you have like was well, majority of every Planeswalker that's ever existed is in there. Yeah, it's always funny once you see someone pass Force of Will. Do you're like, huh? That's a thing. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's it's just crazy insane. Like every deck is just uber powerful. It's just crazy. But yeah, he built it, and he, he just he he's he was he got he wanted like gung ho on it, like and not only did it, did it not only take him, it didn't even take him that long. It took him about four weeks to build this thing. He just started buying shit, buying stuff out right and left on eBay to build it. He just didn't care. Wow, <laughs> it was insane. Crazy, but yeah. But yeah, other than that, we are a popper podcast. So we are. You always forget that. I know, right? Um, what do we got in news? We got a episode, or, uh, an article on the mothership, uh, MagicGatheringOn.com, by Mike Flores about common uh, what the article is called. Uh, casting costs. Common oh, casting man. costs and goes really in depth with how the casting cost affects the card and and all that stuff. So it's pretty pretty decent article. Um, yeah, pretty cool article. I I read through most of it. It's pretty cool. And then uh, our next article, of course, is which will lead into our next topic: standard deviations by Brennan on MTGO Strat. Yay me! Yeah, want to talk about your article? Yeah, um, standard popper gauntlet. 
uh, a lot of people who probably listen to this show remember Dan did a regular popper gauntlet over the summer last year. And what it is, is I'm going to play as many decks as possible. People submit the deck, we vet it, say yay or nay on it, um, and then each round, I play out every deck, random opponent, and then it, once a deck is defeated, it's out, if it wins, it moves on to the next round. And that will continue until we're down to the last, you know, two and then one. So, a little different this time. Again, it's just standard popper. So, basically, I have all the cards. Don't have to worry about cost there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no days in these decks. So... Now, uh, every 61 um, is also going to be a judge on the decks that people submit. Nice. Yeah, he's going to be the bad cop. I'm going to go out there and say, oh, that looks awesome. But, oh, every 61 thinks it sucks, so we can't do it. Someone's got to do it. That guy's (laughs) done a lot of help with the Brew of the Month, so he's probably one of the best people I know to do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. In reality, he can evaluate a deck better than most people. Um, <laughs> so so me every 61 Dan's going to be kind of part time on it um, but he will be there yeah so we'll uh, so anyone can go to the article it's on MTGO Strat it's under announcements should be the, one of the first things you see submit a deck um, if you submit a deck and it makes it in um, and it makes it all the way to the end I've put up a prize of 10 tickets so Submit those decks. You have a chance to win 10 tickets, and you don't even have to do anything. Also, once all the decks are submitted, it's starting now, and then there's going to be two weeks. So two weeks from now uh, will be the cutoff. But at that two-week mark, all of them will be announced, and then people will have the chance to champion a deck, um, basically pick the winner. Um, each deck will have one champion. Um, that person, if... That deck makes it all the way to the end, wins it out, another 10 tickets to that person. So 20 tickets total for doing nothing. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, one other little thing is uh, the winner, if they want to, I'll uh, I'll interview them for another article that's going to come out at the summary of the whole thing. And also uh, film playing against them so we can put it up on the channel. And they can. I would assume they'd play their own deck, but they don't have to. They can play whatever. <laughs> It'll be some some form of popper. Heck, if they want to play modern, I guess we can film that too. But that's just a little little kicker. Yeah, just kind of cool. do that. But yeah, um, things to remember if you're gonna submit a deck. Um, the deck list, some sideboard, any kind of sideboard plan you can come up with will help the odds of that deck being played. Um, also decks that are unique, uh, innovative, you know, not just mono black devotion, white weenie, which I'm certain will be in the, will be in the gauntlet, but you know, things that are kind of outside the norm. I know it's still a small pool of cards, but you know, I, I know there's innovation out there. Oh, well, uh, let's see another love train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> and, uh, uh, like I said, sideboard plan is really good because 
I will sit there and stare at the sideboard for the full two minutes and go, uh, I don't, I don't know this maybe. So, <laughs> um, and unless everybody enjoys that on the videos, then Hey, feel free. But, um, go ahead. Everybody should go out there. Even you guys here on the podcast, go do it. Um, it just went out over the weekend. So we just started. I'm going to make a video about it on Wednesday. Um, I don't know when this airs, but anyway, put quotes around Wednesday and uh, announce it on YouTube as well. So people can start submitting decks. That's cool. But uh, other than that, yeah. Do you guys have any questions about it or anything? I have not. Um, clarified? Yes. Uh, what, what, what decks have been submitted so far? Any or none yet. Okay. So it's wide open. Um, you can submit on on the article. You can submit via Facebook or WordPress. I know it's kind of a pain, but we have to have some way of tabulating. If you absolutely cannot submit either one of those ways, um, email, passenger pigeon, I don't know, something. Yeah. Give me the deck with your name attached to it, and I'll uh, I'll... I'll by proxy, entry you in. But um, okay. the the best way is going to be to put it in the article. That way Avery can see it. Um, not that that's his real name, but I'm just going to yeah. call him that short. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. Dan can see it. Um, it's just, you know, if we keep it official, we can keep the accounting. Um, I would hate for I'd hate for two people to think they submitted the same deck and it wins, and then it's like, oh, sorry, he did it yeah. officially. So. You don't get your tickets. Right. So you said, how many tickets are you giving away for decks? Like you're giving uh, ten tickets away that, for? Huh? For the deck that is, wins, I'll give out ten tickets to the person who submitted that deck. Okay. And also another ten tickets to the person who champions that deck. So gotcha. there's two chances right. to win here. All right, then I will toss my hat in the jar, or awesome. I don't know what the saying is, and I'm going to give. <laughs> A draft set to the champion. No, actually, to you know what? Um, mm -hmm. Should I give it to the champion or to the sub deck builder? I'm gonna do the mm. deck builder. I'm gonna do the deck builder. Whoever okay. wins, whoever's deck build wins will get. I have them in my account right now. I'm looking at them on screen. You guys can see this on the video when we'll upload it to the channel. One Born of the Gods boosters and two Theros boosters, and those will be reserved for the Ooh, very nice. deck for the deck builder. So draft set on, on Magic Online, of course, not on not in real life. I don't do that. right. <laughs> Chris sweetens yeah. the pot, sweetening like the pot. Mostly because booster prices on Moto are complete garbage right now, and it's almost not <laughs> worth selling. Yeah, <laughs> but. They make damn good prizes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're right. great prizes. Hey, you can enter in a, a draft with only how many tickets? Is it two? Yeah, yeah, two tickets. Two. See, look at that. Yeah. Draft away. Awesome. There you go. And and I will give you a playset of every popper common, every standard popper common. Whoa, that's Whoa. a lot of popper commons. That's a lot yes. of popper commons. I think I have. I'm pretty sure I have a place out of all of them. And what the yeah. And then what the heck? We'll uh we'll let the we'll let the per whoever champions the deck, and yeah. ends up the the winner of the champion the deck that wins whoever champions it. We'll bring them on the show as a guest, special guest. Oh, cool. 
Look at that. So, yeah, we're sweetening the heck out of the pot. I know I have a place set of every Theros common, at least. I haven't drafted Born of the Gods enough yet, so maybe that might not happen. But Okay. Ravnica. Ravnica and Gatecrash, I should be fine. Maybe not Dragon's Maze. Yeah, mm-hmm. I might have, to dump a, might have to dump a few tickets to get full playsets of everything, but eh, it's not too bad. Well, that's mm-hmm. sweet. I'm, I'm taking <laughs> some notes now. <laughs> it's like, wow, I get the promotion. That is, that is to this. say, if you even want the playset of all the commons. I mean, they're worth like, I don't know, three tickets maybe online. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you can't, you can't yeah, sell them bots, so... Yeah, no, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of bulk bots out there, but hey, still awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So if you want to play standard popper, if you uh, and actually you know that is that is pretty an empty promise. I'm gonna have to take back on the all on the place that is standard popper commons because that's stupid. That's like three tickets for the entire thing. I'll just give you three tickets. Go buy it yourself. It's much easier. <laughs> if you actually want to, or you know, you want to like pay for half of a day's. There you go. There you go. Knock yourself hey. out three tickets. Do what you want with it. <laughs> buy yourself a coke. Buy yourself. There you go. So a play set or, or a draft set and three tickets. Cool. And three tickets. The deck. Look at that. You can enter in a draft and have a ticket left over. Exactly. Then you could buy all the standard popper comments with that ticket. <laughs> yeah, you, you you probably could. <laughs> and then pull a money card and still get them. Huh? See? Sweet. Look at there. There you go. So build those decks. The prize pool has sweetened. Yes. There we totally go. Totally worth it now. It wasn't <laughs> worth it before, and now it's totally worth it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's better value than if you win out every MPDC for the next month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's more for fun than actual. I think I, I got a pity prize for making top four on the on the uh, SPDC of a, a, a ticket. Land. Hey, yeah, <laughs> close. I don't know. <laughs> it was more for fun than anything else. Oh, and what's that? What's that card that you love, Peter? Is it not brute force, but the other really bad card? Oh God! Oh, bull rush! Yeah, yeah, bull rush. Let's toss in a bull rush. A bull rush? Because <laughs> why yeah. not? Wow! Might as well. Extra <laughs> value. A foil <laughs> bull rush. Come on! Ooh. I think we just more or less turned everyone off. Like, wait, we're doing for this bull okay. rush now. <laughs> nope, nope, we're done. I don't care about everything else. It's an right. embarrassment to have a bull rush in my collection. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to take the bull rush, but I'll toss it in. Yeah, <laughs> a foil bull rush. Can you even find foil bull rush? Like, wait, I is don't that like an know. extra thing? I mean, it's <laughs> if, it's it's oh, world wake, so presumably foil. Oh yeah, if it's possible. You, you should just get a foil one. Can you even find a bot that has one? It's like, nope, we don't carry that shit. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> you can find one of the shredder bots. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna search right now for foil bull rush. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna find this. <laughs> Popper people, Popper Mythbusters, can you find a foil bull rush? <laughs> foil bull rush. Foil bull rush and chupacabra. <laughs> bull rush. Alright, my first bot. You guys can keep like keep talking now. I might have to search like a lot of bots for this. <laughs> this <All right>. <laughs> we do have a metagame report. What? Who needs a metagame? Who needs a metagame, right? 
Metagame, well, Spider Flu Control, right? <laughs> yes, we got a uh, we got, got a popper premiere here that was done on the twenty third, so yeah. yesterday. Uh, it was won by a guy named Serial Kinder. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. The one. Foil yeah. Bull Rush. Point zero three tickets. <laughs> Should buy a playset? Yeah, we're going to do a playset of Bull Rushes. Playset play of Foil Bull Rushes. Nice. Done. <laughs> um, Shout out to Dojo Trade Foils for having foil ball brushes. <laughs> Shield Kinder got first place with what looks like a mono blue control deck. Delver Seagate Oracle Spire Golem. Yeah, that would be a mono blue yeah. deck. Mono blue control deck. Um, nothing really. It's pretty standard here. It's pretty standard uh, mono blue control. Yeah, Serial Kinder has, like, the best monoblue control list, I think. Because it's got yeah. accumulated knowledge, and I love accumulated knowledge. I think, awesome. I think I've mentioned that before. <laughs> Pretty sure you've mentioned it before. Yeah. <laughs> but in case we haven't, or you've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, no, like, this deck has answers to everything, right? It's just it's just an all-around solid deck, and it's not running, like, you know, it, it's running two excludes, you know, to just completely crush you in the end game and like, miscalculations for early game, piracy charms, like, you know, repeals repulses to bounce threat problem permanence and then draw a card and you feel like yeah. it by discarding a land <laughs> yeah <laughs> lunar grace so yeah I think if you're if you like playing control decks uh, play zero kinders mono blue control it's very sweet yeah, and then we got perks with the second place deck which is the version of Delver Blue I don't like yeah he's playing the he's playing the 16 like land greedy person Cloudfin Raptor yeah, I don't like that card. I don't know. I just yeah. I hate that card. Like every time I see it in the Delver Blue deck, I, I get a I get a little a little angry inside. Yeah, yeah, they I just do. Partly vomits. <laughs> yes, I get a little angry inside. It's just like one of those cards. I don't understand why people are playing it because it's not that good. Yeah, <laughs> his, his list is very interesting though. If you notice, he's not run, he's running zero dazes. Yeah. Nope, more power doing for that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Zero dazes. He's running very, very creature happy. Four spire golems in sixteen islands. Ooh. Seems a little bit greedy to me. Yeah, um, a little. <laughs> just a little bit. And Frostburn weird. And uh, but you know what? It's been successful for him. Perks is a good player. He probably knows that you know maybe this is not the optimal list, but seems uh-huh. to be working for him. So maybe it is the optimal list, and we're all just idiots. Yeah, and there's, that's a strong possibility. Then there's Frostburn weird. Like, you know, look at this deck. Like, Cloudfern Raptor, hate it. Want to murder every single one of them that was ever printed or put on digital. Um, and then Frostburn weird. Not a fan of it, but he's still cool. Yeah. So. But yeah, there's that list. And we've got a. Uh, Burn deck in third place by Ch- Chazburger Walrus. Yeah, that would be Cheeseburger Walrus. Cheeseburger oh, Walrus. Probably, not Chazburger. Chazburger doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. Uh, Kelvin Marauders, uh, just a burn deck. Just straight up burn, and of course it's running Peter's favorite card, Cursed of the Pierced Heart. Hey, that thing make goes the distance. Yeah. So. This guy actually won the premiere event last weekend with this deck, with burn. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So, um, yeah, I guess if you're just aiming bolts at people's faces, you can sometimes minus wins and get a top eights. <laughs> <laughs> Did you kill me in time? Nope. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And yeah, this is actually sort of a testament, though, to how healthy the meta is that burn can exist. And yeah, that is true. Yeah, you know, it's like in a, in a meta that you think is dominated by Delver, this burn deck getting this far. It's, yeah. It's a pretty good sign that, you know, hey, this meta's pretty good. That's cool. And then we have an. Oh, yeah. the It's a Tron deck. Yay. Yay, because Tron's a thing. Kind of makes me happy. I remember saying, I remember uh, being kind of, when I remember when we were talking about uh, the other ones leaving, the post leaving, how I was like, yeah, Urza will take its place. I I hope it can. And we weren't really 100% on it. Like, yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what's interesting about that, though, is that the, like, Tron didn't really take Urza's place. Tron, as we know it, is not a control deck like, Cloudpost. Yeah, is. no, it's not. No, it's it's not doesn't fill the same hole. It's a no, different animal. It, it's it's a ramp deck, which is entirely different than yeah than what Cloudpost is. So, like, yeah, when we said when I you know when I said, admittedly, that Tron wouldn't be a thing, I wasn't thinking of Tron as like uh, as a purely ramp deck. Yeah, I was thinking of Tron like you control. can't you can't put you know the only thing that really makes sense to you with Tron and Popper is control. Yeah. It's not really a control deck at all. It's more of a ramp deck, and yeah. I'm going to try and slam a Nulamox Crusher or a Fanger Marauder and just crush you. Yeah, Fanger Marauder is just like, 5-5 five, five is just really, really, really hard to deal with. <laughs> well, that and it's a great answer to Affinity. Yeah. <laughs> Go I ahead. beats anything you can lay down, plus I gain a crap ton of life whenever I kill one of your things. Deal. Go ahead, sack that egg. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're going for the Atog Sling? No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> nope, That's nope, awesome. So, and then rounding out the top eight, we have Mono Blue Control from Corrado, who is running the exact same list as Serial Kinder, I think. Almost 75 for 70. I think it's like 74 for 75. He's replaced something on the sideboard. Um, sixth place, we have Domain. Pretty sweet. That deck's was- fun. People seem I, to be uh, revising lists, tweaking them, and making them better and more optimal every single time that we see this list. First, we're seeing them more streamlined and uh, cutting, you know, cutting down to a lot of two ofs and one ofs, and you know, like yeah. uh, cutting down to like here, perfect examples, two Motka rioters, right? Uh, you know, this is kind of clunky as a three drop, but you know, you combine that with the two Oro Narlis, then you have four three drops that you can play, and you can curve out that way. So. Yeah. I uh what the first time we saw this list I tried it out and I had a lot of fun with it. This this deck is fun. I mean it's it's just I think that what really makes this list cool is like going turn two Nylea's presence, turn three Matka Rioters. And then like literally if your opponent can't answer it, just going, Oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> because that is a three drop five five and it's just like Right, it's like it's hi, next, turn, next turn. I'm, I'm 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 hitting you in the face, <laughs> hard. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I like yeah. this list. I like this list. This list is really fun. Yeah, and in seventh place we have Sick Draw, who's playing Affinity, and this this version of Affinity I really like because it's got pirate spell bombs in the main deck. Yeah. No perilous research out of this list, just pirate spell bombs. Um, he's running like a more of a classic affinity list with Disciple of the Vaults and Pirates and you know Pirate Spell Bombs is his one drop artifact of choice other than chromatic stars and whatnot. So yeah. A not peerless research affinity deck. 
wing. I do like this spring cleaning deck to or spring cleaning card. Well, I think that's kind of cute. <laughs> like, isn't natural? I mean, not just not naturalized. Um, isn't freaking like tranquility just better than this or yeah. <laughs> like some other some other card that's like this? Yeah. Well, I think I think isn't tranquility like sorcery speed though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're going for uh, turn you know, instant speed. So I mean, I understand that. Yeah, but I mean, the clash is really random, and yeah, um, yeah. I think you're mostly bringing this in against like hexproof decks. Yeah, that's your real target. Yeah, pretty much. And spring cleaning is just kind of a dorky enchantment. It doesn't necessarily work all the time either. No. Like if you're if you're bringing spring cleaning and like you're you're the top of your deck is disciple of the vault, then you're probably going to lose that clash. <laughs> yeah, there's a strong possibility. <laughs> yeah, you know, clash. Well, you all, have to admit though, if you're bringing it in against a uh, hexproof, the curve of that deck is virtually nothing, and you flip up anything, you're generally going to win just because what fragments four, enforcer six. I guess you yeah. don't win much off of a. Yeah, it is you, yeah, and then you have thought cast is five too. Yeah, that's your other big one. Yeah, it, Clash was always kind of because I, I remember this is like when I because I've been playing Magic for ever since Ice Age, but like I took a big break because Kamigawa really really made me mad, and like I got back into Magic with Lorwyn. Like Lorwyn was the set that was just out when I f- finally came back. And, uh, and it's kind of, it was, Clash was really interesting. I remember, remember playing that, like, drafting, drafting Lorwyn and, like, this, the, the people that would actually draft Clash decks, and it was just really weird. I'm like, so you're trying to get to first place off of, like, randomly having higher casting cards? Stack your deck with bombs. <laughs> it was what you did. Sounds good to me. It was really weird. It was just really, really weird playing that, but yeah, it was just a really weird mechanic in general. <laughs> so. But yeah, I don't know. Just what I noticed with Clash. <laughs> and then the final deck in the top eight is Slivers. <laughs> it's because it's not dead yet. <laughs> That thing will never die, okay? Nope. <laughs> yeah. You don't seem too happy that it's there. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I mean, I love coming up against Slivers. It's, it's, a, it's a deck with a lot of play, too. I like games games where I have to think a lot and, you know, figure yeah. out. Uh, yeah, like, this is not just going to be a buy game for me. You know, I have to work to beat Slivers. You know, all the, it, and they have to just slam threats and... You know, if I don't have the right answers, then uh, they win. So yeah. it's, I think I find these kinds of uh, matchups really fun for me. I can agree with you on that one. We had a, I had a buddy that uh, played the Slivers when back at the dugout when we had Paper Popper events, and he always he <laughs> would play like one. He used to play Gem Hide in the deck because he played distant. He would play distant melodies. He played distant yeah. melodies for flavor, like once he ran out of cards in his hand. That sounds sweet. That was actually pretty line. cool watching him just really draw sweet. like redraw a new hand. Well, that is one of Sliver's biggest weaknesses too. Is that once you don't have a hand anymore, you just like, what do I do? Do they answer my threats? Because if not, I don't have card advantage in any way usually. So it's like, eh, well, my lords are gone. That's game. Yeah. 
No, and it's really fun to play against because like Silver's is just pretty much just a fair deck. Like, I mean, it's got a lot of tribal synergy, obviously, but it's just a fair deck, and you know, it's just gonna play creatures in a relatively fair way and pump them up in a sort of unfair way. But it's like it's not like yeah absurdly broken, you know, and no. So you can interact with them. Typically, they don't have a lot of things to. Uh, it's just like it's fun. I like I like playing against fair decks in any variety because they're fun. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah, this my, is popper. My, this is popper. My, my daughter. That's what she actually plays. There's a ladies planeswalkers tournament at. Uh, they all play legacy. She actually plays legacy slurs. When nice. She goes to this. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I gave her my playset of. Uh, uh, what's that? Cavern of Souls, so she could have those in there. But yeah, nice the uncomfortable slivers. Yeah, that's right. Be terrified. <laughs> hey, like counter slivers is a thing in like vintage, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's in vintage, but I know someone yeah, did. You like, can uh, used to try to play control version Legacy too. Yeah. Yeah, Planet Walls was big on it for a little while. Over yeah, at yeah. Uh, I forget what who he. Does videos for MTGO Academy, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's Academy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But yeah, she loves it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's like I I think when it comes to Sliver deck, like I don't I don't mind going against this deck, but the two cards that for me that are just deal breaker, and I know I'm there's no coming back from it most of the time. And I always lose because these get played. Is the Sentinel Sliver or the Sidewinder Sliver? I hate those two. Like the Bitches Predator flanking. <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. the Predatory and the Maplated, <laughs> the 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 Spinnerets, the even the Virulent aren't aren't in City aren't as backbreaking. But like as soon as they play Sidewinder Sliver and Vigilance, it's like, oh, damn it. Well, yeah, Sidewinder <laughs> screws a lot with freaking combat math, which is everything you're doing yeah. when you're going against Slivers and. <laughs> yeah, and it also provides like an interesting clock. Like, you know, if I come up against Slivers and I'm playing Delver, I'm really hoping he doesn't have a turn one Sidewinder because I can't chump his Slivers with my fairies then. Yeah, yeah. they just die like declare blop, pop. Well, yeah. that thing's gone. Yeah, so like it just it makes you know, and then it makes like blocking with Spire Golem always just a nightmare because they always have things like Troll for the Hunt or there's another one with Flashback that adds counters. I can't remember what that was. Travel uh, preparations. Tra- yeah. Yeah. That's a sweet card. Yeah. So, like, you know, I can't really block. I can't really block this. What? I say I can't really block their guys with Spire Golem. So, yeah, it's just like a really interesting match. And uh, despite the impressiveness of Delver, if I'm, I feel like if I'm up against a good Slivers pilot, it's gonna be really tough to beat them. Yeah. Do we look Brennan again? I don't know. No, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Okay. Well, like, like, <laughs> we've talked about it before. At least yeah. I talked about when uh, I was still recording with Mikey. Was uh, one of like Sliver's biggest enemies is itself, and that the deck doesn't mulligan well. Yeah. So if yeah. they can keep a seven, if they can keep a full seven card hand, you know you're going to be for a tough fight because that's just how it's going to go. But yeah. if they mulligan down to six or even five, it, it's just that much more likely that you're probably going to come on top because they're not going to be able to keep up the pressure that they're going to need. Yeah, I think in my experience of playing experiences of playing this deck, the one time that I've actually if I've had them all and I've won, is only because I was able to play an early Sidewinder Sliver or yeah. Sentinel Sliver. Yeah. <laughs> early because Sidewinders do all the work. Yeah, Sidewinders yeah. just really changed the game. <laughs> it's 
So I really want to make a distance one. I really want to make a distant melody silver stack now. <laughs> it's really sweet. It is, and it's really, really sad when you finally. It's it, it's sad to play it when you're playing against it, and you're like, oh, good, I finally got all the cards out of your hand, and then they're just like, oh, look, uh, distant melodies. And then they lay it down. And they're like, I got to name a creature type, and you're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Not by chance, gonna name people's are you? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it just seems it seems really good with like hive strings now, adding two slivers. Yeah, that and uh, yeah, just like all the slivers that we that we're playing now, we're playing much like thirty slivers now. Yeah, thirty slivers in the main deck, yeah. including four hive strings. Yeah, you can just just fit a few distant melodies in there. Well, you got I've an article, <laughs> right? What I don't do articles really. <laughs> like any videos and like throw some words on there and call it an article. <laughs> well, there you go. You can do that. Do a Sliver's Distant Melodies deck. Yeah. Sounds good. But yeah, it's it's an interesting deck. It's it's it, it needless to say when it works, it is oppressive and when it doesn't work, it fails impressively. <laughs> so but Yep, that's top eight. That one. Anything else you want to say about this premiere? Uh, no. no. How did your premiere event go? Uh, my premiere event was. Oh man, it was. Played against. Uh, I did. I five. I five won to the Swiss, only losing to CJ Lack playing elves. Um, then in the. Uh, Quarterfinals, I played against Burn, won pretty easily there. I'm trying to remember what else was there. Uh, and then I lost to Delver in the semifinals. Uh, who else was in the top eight? I know there was uh, CJ Lack made it to the top eight. We had a familiar, an Esper Familiars deck made it to the top eight. Uh, the Burn deck along with me. Oh, man, I just I can't remember what what else, who else was in the top eight there. But I mean, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty standard. It was a 33-person event, I believe, That's if cool. I recall right. Um, so it just like it barely fired. You know, took some. It took a few extra minutes to fire that one. Let me see if it's on Moto here. If they saved it now, it's too old for that. Uh, yeah, but like I'm still loving my Delver list. It is. It continues to perform amazingly. Uh, I feel like. You know, my my 75 is pretty optimal for the for the meta right now. It takes care of everything that I can hope for with Stormbound Geists, and um, I beat beat two rounds of Hexproof, and you know, a Delver Mirror, and like yeah, it just seems all like it's just all very good right now. The whole the whole 75 of my Delver list, and I think that that list should probably be going up again tomorrow. But it's the same list I've been running before. Uh, I'll link it in the show notes because why not? I like bragging about how awesome I am. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. You yeah. learned it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's a leaderboard now on uh, castingcommons.com. Cool. Nice. Which uh, shows that who is winning the most premiere events, and I'll link that too. Uh, but here, I'll get my, my deck list in Skype, and then we'll I'll find the casting commons list. But yeah, I think the meta is like pretty dang healthy. Right, I do still encounter the um, like random decks that pop up every once in a while. Like, you know, domain is a thing that that shows up occasionally. I do play it in the premiere events, and you know, like 
I'm noticing probably more than half of the people who are entering the premiere events, I've never seen them before. Like, just never seen their names in anything before. And, you know, you look them up on MTGO stats, they don't have any results. So it's like it's a sign that, you know, Popper's continuing to thrive, despite the fact that you have to, you know, commit six hours of your day to yeah. uh, to playing this these premiere events if you want to play competitively. You know, eight mans are still firing, and there's anything from... You know, Golgari reanimator to who? Uh, yeah. <laughs> to like burn and Delver like, and like yeah, and Mono Black it's like, it's like the eight man. Like the eight man's almost took the took uh like before the dailies were like where all the competitive players were right. It's like now your premier events are kind of for uh, it, and I say it like pro popper players almost like the competitive ones and then. Like you got like the eight mans, which are just purely like minor leagues. <laughs> well, Almost. it's sort of different than that though, because like you know, you're, we looked at these this premiere event and uh, just looking at the what is it, the top eight? I gotta click on the premiere event link again. You know, in the top eight there were like Stallpage and uh, Kain Gangrel or Kane Gangrel, I guess is what yeah. his name is. Like, these are two people who I've never seen before. I've never seen their names ever in yeah. anything. Uh, and Cheeseburger Walrus is a guy who's showed up in the past, you know, X yeah. days. You know, he, he showed up last... He won a premiere event last week with freaking Burn. Yeah. You know? He won a premiere event with Burn, so... And, like, this guy Buzzin' Frog. So, like, half the top eight, I've never recognized their names before, and I, like, I obsess over the results, you know? Yeah. And so... I think it's uh, Popper's really healthy, and you know, new people are coming to the format, so giving it a try out, and so yeah, you're going to see the same names showing up on the top eight list. Uh, as you know, I just linked you guys uh, on the meta, underneath metagame here. You've got the premiere event show uh, leaderboards where mm-hmm. you see that some old guy and myself are, you know, we're not new to Popper. We're playing. We've won it quite a bit. Yeah, but then I'll at say the same one time, thing to the eight mans though, is just it brings. People try a lot more things there than with the yeah. old, uh, kind of like what we, Popper had there. So, like, you're seeing people try out these new things. Will they be the most effective deck in the world? Maybe not, but at least it, it gives people to a place to experiment and try stuff out, rather than just, like, the tournament practice room. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, if it weren't for, like, these eight-mans and these results posting, then we wouldn't have domain. Yeah. That's true. That deck's actually kind of fun. Like, I have a lot of fun playing that deck. I really do. <laughs> it's like Domain showed up because some random guy got fourth place in an eight-man. And people are like, huh, I'm going to give this a shot. And like all of a sudden, Domain is, you know, it's a tier two deck. Yeah. It's playable, and it made the top eight this past weekend. And yeah. I think it actually won an event at one point. Yeah. Nice. Won or, it won or got second. Like, yeah, two, it was three, right three, up four there. Weeks. Yeah, like, so it's like, yeah, this is, a, this is a sign of, a I think, a really healthy format that doesn't need yeah, any help. yeah. But the funny thing about that domain deck is if if you can stick the four tribal flames in a row, you just win. Even with no creatures on the board. It's hilarious. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. damage right there. I've done that once. I was like, playing against the mono black control deck, and he just... And it was a tournament practice room. I was playing against this guy. He was playing one of the... One of, uh, he was playing the... the the really good mono black control list. He wiped every creature out I could play, I would play. And I simply won because I could stick four tribal flames. Dealt with it. We're playing burn now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's just awesome. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is sweet. 
Yeah. But, so I like popper. Popper's yeah, fun. Popper's here. a fun format. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. And then, sorry. So, so, oh yeah, you're gonna talk about singleton, huh? Yes, this was really interesting. This came to my attention because, well, these notes got written at uh, last minute, so there's not much there. There's kind of small notes this week. <laughs> In show notes? Um, yeah, um, they ran a M- it's MPDC 23 standard singleton special. All the decks are 60-card singleton. Awesome. Yeah, I thought that was I don't interesting. Know I like singleton formats. Yeah, it's like mini EDH without a commander. No, mini EDH <laughs> was the 15-card singleton. That was fun yeah. and annoying. And hey, I, I still have my deck together, so... I have mine. I made it in fact, because that's the only thing I have that can even go against the guys, these stuff you guys are playing. Well, just because me and Ryan were playing, what was it, like, Reanimator, Prison, and... Yeah. The factory, basically? Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> But, uh, so we got 60-card Singleton, Standard Popper. Our our first place deck is a deck called, by Family Day Fun. It's, uh, straight up, it's an Esper, it's an Esper deck? Yeah, I don't know, where is this here? Yeah, it's an Esper deck, which just runs a bunch of, uh, Esper Control from looks at her. Yeah, Esper Control and, uh... And looks like some extort. So that was pretty interesting. Because make all of your extra spells go a little bit further. Yeah, it's just funny looking at these lists because the deck lists are so long. <laughs> and all the guild gates. And all the guild gates. <laughs> yeah. So that he can so that he can have Flickergate active again. God. <laughs> Why did you have to remind me? <laughs> so that's kinda awesome. And then our second place deck, which, okay, we've talked about this guy before. For some reason on MPDC, he just kills it all the time. PK23 with Shocker, same deck he always likes to play, uh, Grixis Control deck, Button Singleton. He doesn't always play Grixis. He played a lot of Esper there for a while. Yeah, but I mean, he plays a lot of Control decks. Either case, he's doing what he does. He's doing what he does. (laughs) Keep on doing what you do with PK23. Was he on Is It for a while? Not, he not was Is on It Control. For quite a while. I thought it was on like Is It Aggro, like the Cyclops stupidity. Uh, I don't remember ever doing the uh, no, Nivix stack. No, I he just played Is It Control all the time. Okay, yeah, he, you're right. I'm looking at his death list now on here. Yeah. This guy like has gotten more <laughs> freaking PDZ trophies than like anyone. Yeah, he's like he's like a PDC champion. Yeah, like I said, like, he does what he does. <laughs> he's and like, I think screw, he's like screw paying for paying for tournaments. I'm just gonna win tickets on you know, on random bots this way. <laughs> and then like he, uh, I guess Mikey's played against this guy, and Mikey said he just has, and he's like he is. He's Mikey said he is a good player, but for some reason his draws are always insane. Like he just. The perfect curve, as he described it. <laughs> the perfect curve. And, Every like, <laughs> always hey, drawing the right cards all the time. Like That's he... pretty reasonable. <laughs> that's pretty reasonable. Honestly, like, I always blind flip Delver on turn one. So, <laughs> or rather, on turn two. Yeah. Yeah. If I play turn one Delver, it's almost guaranteed I'm going to blind flip it next turn. Yeah. Yep. 
But don't I lose, so... Yeah. I don't know if that means I'm a bad player or just really lucky. (laughs) (laughs) And then on our T4, we have Boros, Singleton, and Celestia. Go, go, green white. And then filling out our T8s is a Boros deck, a Grohl deck, a uh, Celestia deck, and a Colorless deck. Really? I don't don't think it's actually colorless. Well, it's just uh, there's no color on it. It's Boros. Oh, okay, Boros. We don't have a color color identifier, but... I like this uh, Arcbound Day Labor guy's name, though, for his deck. is Deck. My my deck (laughs) is called Deck. (laughs) That's awesome. But, yeah, so that's kind of all I got for Standard Popper City. It was that Singleton thing. It looked interesting. And then we got the leaderboard here that Chris put in. Wait, did we talk about it already? Uh, sort of. It's fine. It'll okay. But yeah, if you want to look at we'll look and see how awesome Chris is. Look how awesome Chris is. <laughs> yeah. Place. Awesome. Thirty-five points. Sounds pretty cool. But it's about time I think we get to our main topic for the night: standard popper gauntlet. Very did. Oh, did we? Yeah. Really far ahead. Like, uh, I'm I'm glad I was so so memorable. <laughs> we did talking. already. We don't have decks submitted yet. I would have had more questions for him, but nobody submitted any decks yeah, yet. Yeah, like, so. you remember when I tossed in, like, all the commons? All and, the tickets? Like, no, wait a minute. And the yeah, bull that's, wait a minute. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I completely forgot. <laughs> yeah, I have I have four foil bull rushes and three tickets. Oh, that's probably why I forgot about it, because that's completely what turned me Yes, out. and the champion... <laughs> And our and the and the person who champions the winning deck gets a guest spot on the show if they wish to get so care to take it. Yeah. So so the so the champion the cha- person who champions the deck is at least getting something while the deck builder gets everything. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but they both get ten tickets. Yes, they do. Yeah, they both get ten tickets. The deck yes. builder gets the deck builder will get a draft set and three tickets. Yeah. There you go. And now, then we got. Wait, uh, I have a question though. Got, is that yeah. is it going to be um, when is the standard bopper gauntlet expe- starting and ending? Well, okay, uh, it'll start in two weeks um, after we post all the deck lists and people start championing the decks, um, and it goes until it goes. There is a small chance. Let's just say that I I have such a good run that I just beat everybody. That's not going to happen. But if it did. <laughs> In the magical case that it does. (laughs) Right. In that mythical event, if it goes on until um, Journey to Nyx, then I will actually have a one-week moratorium so that the deck builders who have decks in the gauntlet at the time will actually be able to revise if needed with the new cards. Okay. Okay. I'm just concerned because if... My prize pack will have to change if, uh, you know. <laughs> okay. If, uh, if, we'll, Journey, we'll put... if Journey the Knicks right. is, is in the draft set, then I will, uh, I'll have to revise my, I'll have to sell Theros booster pack and buy a Journey's Knicks booster pack, so. Yeah. So that you okay. guys can draft. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's cool. But yeah, that, that, that is the small caveat. Okay. If we get enough, but there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, I'm going to take the MTGO Finance this week just because Dan's not here and I've been doing some eBaying stuff because I've noticed some trends in eBay for the paper side. Um, 
I don't know who's doing it, who's if anyone's selling paper on eBay, but uh, right now, modern staples are going. Like, if you have any play sets of any of the cards that are modern staples, they're buying, people are buying them, and they're not even negotiating price. You just, you stick a, you stick a reasonable price on it, and they're just saying buy right now, and just calling it good. Yeah, it's because uh, this hmm. is modern. P- it's about to be modern PTQC. Yeah, PTQ. Yeah, that's right. Modern PTQC. Because yeah. I had a playset of uh, what I put a playset of Tempered Steel up because I knew modern was coming up, and I'm like, I'm gonna get a playset and see what happens. Just stick five dollars on it. Yeah. You know, They're like yeah. I think you know, I'll go a dollar less than what the card, what a playset would be worth, which is six. And uh, yeah, it it didn't even last long, and I sold it, and yeah, it's. Modern the, the modern staples are going like wildfire right now. So if anyone's out there emailing, get your place. If you don't, have, if you have modern staples, you're not going to use. You got play sets of them. Go for it. I mean, they're buying them. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So you're, huh? You're saying places go faster than individual cards? Yeah, um, no, yeah. The play sets. People like I found in when my selling and my play sets go faster than individual cards in hmm. general. Because I just do cards up on eBay. Maybe I need to save them to do playset. <laughs> yeah, playsets <laughs> seem to go. I mean, that's my playsets have moved faster than individual cards. Um, but like you're you're like like ideally, I've found your more expensive cards like the. Uh, like your Vendalian clicks and all those, right? Those, mm-hmm. those sell individually really good, just because each of them is so expensive. Right. <laughs> but your cheaper ones, like your your cheaper ones, like the tempered steels, those dollar fifties, the dollar fifties, two three dollar cards, in playset form, people will buy those up better, fa- faster than individual, just because the. And I've had to do this already. I have a friend, my friend Matt Hendrickson. He's building, he's building a standard deck. So I took an order for him. He basically told me, like, you're doing eBay stuff. Here's a list of cards. I need them. Um, in general, <laughs> I've found it's nicer getting a playset from one person than having to... Uh, order from multiple like, people? Order from multiple people and then hope that everything gets there on time. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. The, lo- the lower cost cards in playset form sell faster. So well, awesome. Well, yeah. now I know. Yeah. So that's that's the, I'm gonna just do that for finance this week. Figured I'd put it in there, being I'm doing it now. Yeah. Um, so sell your cards for modern PTQ season if you don't plan on PTQing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Then we got MTG MTGO rages of the week. Oh, these yeah. are always good. Yeah, we got two of them. Chris moved one of them. Yeah. Oh, these are wonderful. Is he angry about the, you countering like his third spell or whatever, or did you make it to, like the fifth one this time? Uh, I gotta look at it. I think D is D- DJ Jojo yours. Oh yeah, well, like I was in a draft and like that just showed up in the chat. So like it's not, it's not. I didn't make him rage. He was just a that person. <laughs> yeah, so I was in a draft and like this DJ Jojo or whatever his name was. Uh, you know, message comes up, blah blah blah, has been eliminated, and you know the next the next screen shows up and it's like round one, DJ Jojo one met. Me death two, so yeah, like me death one, and it says you know DJ DJ Jojo uh, replies, uh, cheating little hacking punk. That's it. Short <laughs> <Sorry>, and simple. <laughs> it's 
funny. You beat you beat me there for your team, little hacking punk. Uh, and for the record, <laughs> that guy, the me death won the draft. So, yeah, there you go. He beat me in the finals, I believe. So, um, the next one I think is probably Space Jam, right? Yeah. It's got to be Space Jam. Like, okay, so Space Jam incites more rage than me, right, when I'm playing. (laughs) Like, Space Jam and Grappling Farang, they always get, like, all the ragers are always on them. And uh, so Space Jam is playing, uh, looks like Storm in Modern. Yeah. And uh, this guy, like, underscore L-L-U-K-S, underscore, Lux. Uh, you know, it looks like Space Jam has gone off and created a bunch of Empty of the Warrens tokens. And, uh, with, of a course, blood, with a blood moon on the board. Yeah, with a blood moon on the board. And, <laughs> Priceless. Uh, against, against it looks like blue, uh, white, blue, red control. Uh, so, yeah, his all his non-basics here. He's got five non-basics that are all mountains. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Lux tells uh, Space Jam, of course you draw three Empty of the Warrens. You must be such an awesome player. It's like, yeah, Space Jam is pretty good, actually. <laughs> Fun fact, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think, he's, like, he's like the Storm guy. Yeah, I think my response would be, well, thanks for just uh, pointing out what this deck is supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to play Empty the Warrens. That's the point. <laughs> so, Space Jam inciting rage. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's the rage of the week. That's all the rages. Oh, I, have, um, I have a have a judgment call if the council is willing to listen. Okay, go for it. We'll see you. Check it out. Okay. So, I'm not going to say if it is, because we're going to start off with a judgment call. Okay. Water, um, playing Modern over the weekend. And a writer and video maker for another site just happened to be paired up. Okay? I'm playing a white prison deck. It's brand new. Just thought I'd play it. He's playing, um, oh, what is it, Esper Good Stuff. I really don't know what the name of his deck would be called, but he has he has every Planeswalker that fits the colors. It's amazing. But Super Friends. Yeah, yeah, maybe it could be it. But uh, I'm playing it every card that I'm able to play. We just lost him. Yeah. Yeah, Rune Halo name. Ian Wait, is it on my back? No, we just lost back everything back you said. Hello? Yeah, we like we just lost oh, the entire story. Me? Yeah. Oh, the pain. <laughs> anyway, story redacted. <laughs> We're skyping us. Right. Okay. Anyway, I'm basically the exact foil to this deck. I'm playing every card against. They can't do anything. No planeswalkers active against me. I can't be targeted. My when condition angel tokens, but then yeah. he when he finally plays his Jace and try once you know to swim me out at this point, um, I play um, Witchbane Orb, so I'm hexproof. He can't do anything, and then just goes the time. <laughs> I was like, "Hello, are you there? Was it something I said? <laughs> you know, didn't finish the round or anything? It was a wow. Just lets it go. Wow, what a I don't. Know, I, I guess that's. I think that's poor sportsmanship. I mean, it's like really just finish it. I mean, right. the least you can do. Yeah. Some people take this game too seriously. It's just dumb. Going to time. I mean, just going to, going to time. Like just for the sake yeah, so of going to time. Is, 
Like, look, if you're going to lose and you're already behind on time, like, I can understand trying to make your opponent's timeout, but, you know, if you're just timing out to make your opponent waste the time, like, honestly, I don't care, you know? If, if people do that, if people do that to me, I just, like, I leave my computer and I go get a drink and... Yeah, exactly. You know, I I go play with I go play with my son for a few minutes while I'm, while I'm waiting for him to, you know, supposedly time out. I'm like, he's like, haha, gotcha. I'm like, haha, thanks for giving me time to play with my son. <laughs> <laughs> you guy, man, you got me. You got me good. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that's like I don't know. He's it's, it's just trolling. Like that's, yeah. Some you, bad you take, sportsmanship. You take, troll, you take trolling as you as you should always take trolling. It's like just whatever, brush it off. Yeah, and that's yeah sportsmanship, and that's actually cool to bring because I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show. Um, one of the things I did this weekend is I I took a chance and taught try because like, I have I used to, I have Pokemon cards, and I have two younger kids, a six and a four year old, and I'm like I took a chance and I'm like I'm gonna try teaching these guys how to play Pokemon. Why the heck not? Well. I was surprised to find out that I figured it'd be hard because, you know, uh, they can play games, but games with phases would be kind of hard for them to play in one turn, like multi-phase turns. No, they picked up on how to play it, like, right away and learned, and that's that's one of the big things that we really pushed them to do, like, even playing here at home and at, at our table, was at, after the game was over, you shook everybody else's hand and said, good right. game. Yeah, just like... Like after baseball or whatever you're playing. Yeah, I mean, we were just playing a simple game at home, and it's like we had like our first time going with that, and I was like, no, you, you after you're done, whether you win or lose, you shake everybody else's hands and say, good game, you know? And we got them doing that, and that's what they do now. But, uh, yeah, it, the, that's that's the valid point. It's just it's, It doesn't matter what the game is. It's like you should at least be courteous, even, even when it comes to Internet here. I mean, you should be courteous and just be like, you know, good game or something. Or if you lose, at least just let it get, let it end and finish it and let the person, you know, if there's really nothing you can do, just just concede if you have to and start a new game. I mean, start fresh, try again, you know. And exactly. this this isn't worth it. I mean, it's not worth like getting really uh, this. To me, magic has never been worth getting really, really upset and and all that. It's like I, I look at it this way: if I ever got to that point, there's no point to playing this game anymore because I'm supposed to be have this is supposed to be my hobby, and I'm supposed to have a good time with it. And if I can't have a good time with it, I probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, you know? I agree. You see, when I start a game, I always make sure to have my mouse my mouse right next to me, and then I right click and then I say hello and good luck. Yeah, and then. <laughs> After the game is over, whether I win, won or lost, and no matter how badly they got mana screwed or burned, I always say good game. Yeah. By, by right clicking, right. of course. I and do that, this in real. I do this in real life too. I mean, yeah. You, but you, that's, you that's reach your right hand up to right click. Yeah, but I mean, it's still courteous. Right. I mean, that I think that's just that's good sportsmanship. I mean, you at least should be able to do that. You know what I mean? Well, you know, actually, I have a I have a comment on that. I have a, a superstition that. Whenever I say hello and good luck, or actually, whenever my opponent says on on Moto, hello and good luck to me, you know, like the generic hello and good luck, and I, you know, yeah. you have like you have to do it back, right? Yeah, have to, uh, like it's common courtesy or whatever. But I yeah. always lose that game, always. <laughs> like it is never, it never fails. So like if you're up against me in a premier event and you do that to me, that's just a surefire way that you're gonna auto win. 
<laughs> so here's a tip of advice to you. If you're it tilts you that bad. Pro tip <laughs> advice. No, man. I don't Just know. Just <laughs> You know, and then like if I get really mana screwed and you say and you say good game afterwards, I am gonna be tilted. I'm not gonna lie. That's that's <laughs> so frustrating. Like if I miss land drops or like I can't draw anything to save my life. Like you know if I go like turn one preordain bottom bottom turn two preordain bottom bottom and I'm like oh my god I still haven't found a land. That's that's already frustrating enough. But then if like you proceed to crush me and then tell me good game afterwards, I'm gonna punch you. I might I might. <laughs> <laughs> Like, through the computer screen, through Moto, like, there needs to be a right-click, uh, you know, instead of, like, hello and good luck or a good game, punch target opponent. Yeah. <laughs> like, it could show up on their screen, like, the like the old Mike Tyson punch-outs graphic. Yeah. Where start-up Mike Tyson punch-out. Oh, 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 that's almost... Yeah. Yeah, like the... Yeah. That's what we need. That's what I... I want that graphic installed on Moto. That's awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. So, but, uh, yeah. But I just thought about that. I know that, but, yeah. But, like, like I said, my kids picked up how to play Pokemon, and after the end of game three, they decided to, uh, team up. After they figured out and figured out and caught on how to play, they, they proceeded to, uh, spend the third game just griefing Dad the whole time. It was, <laughs> it was great. It was just... And it was funny at the start of the third game because I'm sitting there at the table and they're sitting on the other side of the table and all of a sudden Sarah's hand goes up over her mouth and she looks at Scott and you hear a whole bunch of whispering and giggling. And Scott responds to Sarah with, puts his hand over his mouth with a whole bunch of whispering and giggling. And then we start the game and then I proceed to get every single one of my Pokemon knocked out, paralyzed, sleep, slept, or stunned, or anything else they can do. It was great. It was really great. Uh, is, is this how your how your EDH nights go, Nate? No, where everybody just teams up on you because you're playing that annoying deck, and they always like you know let's just kill Nate. No, but it was just funny watching them watching the two because like, watching them just sit and whisper and all that and giggle, and it's like you know this is fun because I, I was having fun playing with them. It's like I'm not like like I said I like I don't do Pokemon League anymore like I used to because I used to play Magic and Pokemon. I don't do that anymore. But for the kids, yeah, I'll sit down at the table and play Pokemon with them. I don't care. Yeah. This teaches them how to put. This teaches them after they've mastered this to play the better game anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> so take that, Pokemon players. Baby steps. You, you, you teach them Pokemon, they get bored of Pokemon. First, then we, we, first you we, play Pokemon, then we introduce you to Popper, <laughs> and then you can play real Magic. Exactly. Wait, wait a minute. We like Popper. We like. Popper. Yes. I love yes. Popper. Yeah. I've got 35 but, yeah. freaking QPs in Popper this this year. I love awesome. Popper. So, Chris, what you really have to say is we teach them Pokemon, then we teach them Magic, realize that playing Standard and Legacy is god-awful expensive, so we tone it down to Popper and like, yeah! Awesome! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, that's kind, of the, that's kind of my master plan, just to get them started on something and then veer them away from Pokemon when they get really excited about it and to pat Magic. So... I don't know, man. Magic has got to be—it's got to be so hard to learn now. Like, I want to know—I want to like track somebody on their quest to learn how to play Magic. <laughs> Someone like fresh, brand new, never played. Yeah, before. like somebody fresh, brand new, like, like just do interviews with them and like be like, hey, look, if you commit to playing Magic for a year, I want to interview you like every week and like do. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Thank you. Just learn how to. 
Did you listen what? to um, MTA cast, um, Magic the Amateuring? That show's awesome. Basically, you basically did that over this over this past year. They went this this uh, this one guy teaching these two girls how to play, and uh, one of them has just taken off with standard, and the other one drafts like mad now. It's crazy, but yeah, that, that's exactly what they did. They knew nothing until he. Uh, yeah. Let's check that yeah. out. Uh, well, yeah, exactly was, what you're saying. Like, okay, so I have, like, four podcasts that I listen to, and that's already sort of, like, <laughs> stretching it. You know, like, I don't, I don't know how I find time to listen to uh, limited right. resources. And... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so even, like, limited resources, oh, my God, they're going, like, four or five hours on episodes, and I'm like, oh, man, oh, I can't no. do this. <laughs> Well, I mean, that, that, granted, that's set review, of course. So, like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're naturally they're way longer, but yeah, we're just we just go over the commons. They're going over everything. Yeah, so. we go over the commons. We spend two and a half hours, and they go yeah. over pretty much. <laughs> you know, we're not even like draft oriented either. Like, yeah. uh, most of the most of the cards were like, nope, sucks, nope, <laughs> sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Still garbage. Moving on. Yeah, and yeah, it was a, it was a funny tweet from Brian Wong when. Review. He tweeted out in the middle, and he goes, "Hour ten, and I'm losing consciousness." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. But uh, on to the rest of the news. I saved this bit of news for the end. Um, I didn't mention it at the beginning. I want to say at the end, uh, Mr. Chris is leaving us. This is his last episode. Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. It was great. To, I know. Sorry. So, like, this was what made me want a podcast, right? This is why I started the competitive podcast. But I'm at a point in my life where, um, you know, I'm getting out of the Navy potentially in uh, April. And I'm going to be, like, super busy over the next month and a half, two months anyway, getting situated. And then, assuming I get the job that I want to get, I'm going to be on rotating shift work and, like, a double full-time student. Like, I'm going to be working 70 hours a week. So, like, it just seemed like the right time to just bow out now while everything was all relatively sane and stable in my life. And it's like, look, I got to get ready and focus on what my real life priorities are. And right now those are, you know, getting my getting the next few years of my life settled before I worry about, you know, podcasting. And I guess this will be my announcement, too, that uh, competitive podcast is done, too. We're going to, you know, I've given over the reins to to David and. Uh, Mike Jim or AK Bobby Bobby Sapphire, if they want to continue on the podcast, I don't know. They haven't made any. They haven't decided on that one yet. But yeah, I mean, competitive podcast is also dead. So, um, still planning on doing weekly articles for Pure MTGO. So that's where I stand as far as content production, and uh, you know, still occasionally doing videos for Magic Gathering Strats YouTube channel as well. Um, I really do thank uh, appreciate the opportunity to you know be on the podcast that made me wanted to. The really sort of this is one of the stepping stones that got me into deep into popper was this podcast. Yeah. Thank you, you guys very much for the opportunity. No problem. <laughs> but uh, that happy. Be... Yeah. Is that a good but, speech? I hope that was good speech. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. Was awesome. <laughs> it was great. Tear but uh, no, it was, it was great having you on the show. It's it was... been a long while of missing, and it's gonna have to be the yeah. same. Yeah. I know we're like you're gonna have to find somebody to replace like the make fun of Nate guy. Exactly. Be your, your next guy. So 
Listen, folks, you don't even have to like Popper. All you have to do is have <laughs> the capacity to make fun of Nate alongside Peter. Great me, yeah, that's great. Yep. Thanks for a great show. <laughs> that's all. That's all we want. You know, yeah, that's all. That's um, all I ask for in a replacement is that continue to poke fun at Nate and generally be a pain in his butt. Oh, that's fine. I can take it. Um, but uh, I, I just want to say thanks for being on the show. It was great having you. Um, it's, uh, where we stand right now with the new host is, uh, we got a few people in mind. Uh, Brennan's one of them. I already talked to Brennan about it, mm-hmm. but, uh, we're, we still haven't made a decision yet. Whereas I, I talked to Chris and we have a few ideas, but you, regardless of the situation of who gets chosen or whatever, I do want, as, as the gauntlet starts up, Brennan, I do want to bring you back on the show every once in a while, regardless. Oh, yeah. So I, to me. I'm I, I like I'm officially putting you in the place of where Grant Champion is because Grant Champion's another one of our uh, people. He's one of our uh, like a resident resident host that comes on usually frequently, although he hasn't been on in a long time. But we do have a tendency to bring back people a lot, and uh, that I am extending that invita- invitation to you right now. So awesome! Yeah. Um, and that, that, that goes, if you have anything you want to talk about, you just got to let us know and then we will, we'll make it happen. Sure. So Perfect. that's the way that works. Um, but yeah, we have a few people in mind. Um, I'm not going to go into exactly everyone just because that we, I don't want to get people's hopes up, um, and get people excited about certain people, but I've been talking to Chris and Hopefully we'll have a decision by next week. That's 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 my goal. My goal is to talk to Chris, give him a call, give him a call on the phone, and actually talk to him. And be be like, uh, you know, so what do you think of this guy? What do you think of this guy? What do we want to do? Because ultimately it is Chris's decision. But like Chris keeps saying, like Chris keeps saying, we're all members of the same show. So that he wants the decision to be like all the hosts and not just him. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we got lots to talk about in the next week, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed having uh, having Chris on, and I have, I've enjoyed having Brendan having you on, Brendan, and uh, oh, I'd like you. to have you on in the have you on in the future, um, regardless of decision, and uh, as a almost as a regular to a certain point. So sounds good to me. So yeah, so and like I said, we talked earlier this week about that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I think we're good there. Um, but with that being said, Chris, where can we get a hold of you? I'm on Twitter at cweaver8518 and on Moto at cweaver. You guys keep in contact with me for sure. I'll still be, I'm definitely still playing Moto and definitely still tweeting about magic and whatnot. So keep track of me there and hit me up for those boosters and stuff whenever you figure out who won, Brandon. Oh, yeah, I will. I'll let you know. Where can they get a hold of you, Chris? Or uh, Peter, I, I mean that. Peter, sorry, Peter. You can get a hold of me on the farms of Minute 03, and I'm the same name on MTGO. Brennan? On MTGO, on Moto, I'm a Cyrulean, and MTGOstrat.com, um, that's probably the easiest way to contact me. I wish my Twitter was easier to write out, but it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> someone ha- someone already had Cerulean and didn't even use it. Oh. They got like two tweets. It's like, are you kidding me? Uh, anyway, but on Twitter, if you search for Cyrulean, I am the one that is at B Rankin L O L Z. I know it's awesome, but Rankin Lols, Rankin Lols. 
That's me. So there you go. Then uh, you can catch me on MTGO. Um, uh, the pop at, at people at gmail.com. Um, uh, on Twitter at NAYunkin. I have a video I will be posting here soon. It's I, I finally got my Man the Bridge video from Con of the North. Oh, the Artemis one? <laughs> yeah, the Artemis video. Yeah, there's a video I got sent to me, and I'm working on try, posting that up on Facebook and so everyone can see the glorious, awesome work that our crew did in destroying ourselves. <laughs> so, so, like, did you guys murder each other or some shit like that? <laughs> well, I, I did hit a ship at point-blank range with a nuclear missile. Okay, at that point, you should have just gone head first into it. That's your first problem. <laughs> I, was, I was the weapons officer, though. I wasn't the captain, so... And? That sounds like an excuse. It, yeah, I don't know. It was fun, though. Uh, but I'll have that video posting up there soon. Um, I, but now with uh, Con of the North done and uh, everything, I, I probably am going to be logging more MTGO hours than I used to use, because I, I could barely, I, I was so busy before I had, didn't have enough time. But now I'm set, now with Con finally done and all that, just sending eBay packages out, I will be jumping back on to uh, MTGO a little bit more often and getting catching up and playing some more. And So, hey, you can look for me on there at uh, and, uh, NUCon on MTGO, and I'm also NUCon on the forums. So, yeah, keep keep uh, keep the forums alive, people. Dan gets lonely on the forums talking to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, Dan's gone this week. We'll have him back as soon as he gets back from his vacation. So look forward to getting him back. Um, but, yeah, so basically that's that's a show. I'm uh, the, So with that being said, I am Nate. I'm Peter. I'm Chris. I'm Brennan. And this is Popper to the People. Don't stop recording. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. I'm out. <laughs> the final walkout. Yeah. Check it. Cool. I'm out. Yep, it recorded all of it. I, so apparently Pamela works. Yay. I'm not sure. I'm going to try. I'm gonna, when I get to work, I'm going to actually play it and listen to it, and hopefully we'll see. But I think I did it right, but I'm not positive without using the program, so we'll see. Yeah, I've got a backup recording, too, so... Cool. How do you submit this if mine does work though? How do you do that? Do you just send it to send it? How do you I send, send it, it to Chris, Chris via, the, uh, via Google Drive and upload the upload it to Google Drive and share it with them? Okay, cool, cool. I'll do that then if it works. So, but yeah. I gotta go get ready for work. So I will talk to hopefully all of you next week or a few of you. Yep. Take it all easy, right. everybody. <laughs>